This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Well, hello, hello. It's time to join the fun and games at Shrimp Net Towers with episode 2029, 20, Joel. 29? Yeah, I think Oh, was. hey, I'm right for a change. Uh, today, we were to have two esteemed guests joining us here at Trust Towers. The first is the one-man machine of positivity from the boardroom. It's a warm welcome to Cup winner uh, and all-round good egg, Charlie Appleyard. Charlie, thanks for joining us. I don't want to talk about it for you, Steve. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about it, but for those watching, can see the cup that he's won. <laughs> that he deliberately put in the picture, which is quite right. Uh, we were also going to be joined by uh, Max Melbourne. Uh, however, unfortunately, uh, he's had a last-minute postponement uh, due to family issues, which hopefully he will appear later on in the season. That's unfortunate. Nothing we could do about that. So, uh, and commiserations to Max, because obviously we think it's the uh, same injury as he got earlier in the season with a torn hamstring, which is not good news for him. But we'll talk about that as we come to the Cambridge game. But we'll start, as we mean to go on, Bolton Wanderers at home past... Um, it's funny, really. Social media, most people said, oh, we played pretty well. I agree with that. Uh, one of the neutral guys that I know said it was a boring game. And I'm like, how was that a boring game? That was one of the best nil-nils you'll ever see, Joel, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm afraid to, to say that this person is talking rubbish. It was a very exciting game. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd say I'd go, go as far as to say we played very, very well. I thought but we kind of, I thought Derek really anticipated how Bolton would try and play in that they're, they're going to be quite dogmatic in how they build up from the back and they're going to stick to their principles. So I think he's... Overplay it, I mean. <laughs> yeah, overplaying it, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, but uh, he's kind of alluded to this a bit. He kind of went in with this kind of man-to-man system with people pushing really high up the pitch and, you know, you know, with, with Love and Melbourne really getting at their wing-backs and not giving them much room to turn and play. And that, that proved really effective. And I thought... They really, really struggled to play through that. And we poached the ball several times in midfield. And we had lots of dangerous moments from that. And it's a shame that we couldn't quite nab the goal from that. I thought second half, they settled down a little bit. They managed to take a bit more of the initiative. I don't know if maybe they went a little bit more direct at certain points as well. But while they had a lot of territory, I've noticed from some of their press, actually, they've kind of made the point that they had a ridiculous amount of touches in and around our penalty area. But did they ever really, really trouble Ripley? Not really. Aside from that decent little save he's made from Sheehan in the second half, they've yeah. not really troubled him a great deal. And I think it does show that we did defend the box particularly well. It was There were moments that were very much body in the line, people chucking themselves in front of the ball. It yeah. was Yeah, it was really... But, it was really good to see a lot of commitment at the same time. We were we were still dangerous on the break. We had some good moments that we couldn't quite make work out. But yeah, I think overall a point was probably fair from that. Uh I think either team could maybe have nicked it, but I, I think you gotta say points fair. And it was a really exciting game. Both teams trying to play football and have a bit of a go. Some decent football played. I thought 
In terms of performances, I thought uh, Gibson was really nice in the field, doing that bit of dirty work to clean, clean things up and having the quality on the ball to, uh, to get it moving again. And I think it's interesting because we've, I thought, I, I know we didn't score, but I thought attacking wise, that was our best performance for a few weeks. Yeah. But we, and we've managed that by putting a defender into midfield. And I think it kind of goes to show you see a lot of talk um, on, on, on social media about, oh, Derek should be doing this. There should be more attacking intent, stick to up front, blah, 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 whatever, like that. At the end of the day, it's not always about having just shoving as many attacking players onto the pitch and saying, do something. It's about balance and having yeah. players there who can let the attacking players do what they need to do and, and, and carry out certain roles. And Gibbo did that really, really well. Uh, and let them play. It was nice having uh, Jensen Weir back in that more advanced role. And I think we, we've we've done that by bringing Gibbo in, putting Crowley out onto the right hand side, and then having Weir in that more kind of number ten role because then he could do what he's done really well this season and <clears throat> make those late runs into the box and cause a real threat to Bolton at times by doing that. I think just finding a word on our fullbacks as well. Uh, Melbourne did fantastically well against Connor Bradley, who's, who's one of the best young right backs in the division on loan from Liverpool. Fantastically well rated. Love pushing up high on the other side against Declan John. That was really effective. And, you know, I actually forgot to say, of course, Faz Rawson, absolute monster in the box, just heading, clearing everything. You know, if you're defending that width of the 18 yard box, he is absolutely superb. And yeah, there's some really good performances. Point is probably about fair. Shame we couldn't nick it. But, you know, I, I think from that, Bolton are a good team. I, I, I'm happy with the point. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with a lot of what you've said there. The simple fact that I think Derek got the call right in the fact that he anticipated they were going to, and I did say overplay because that's what I would call it. They want it. They want it. We said after twenty minutes, these lot want to walk it in. They want to score the perfect goal, and that suited us fine. And you're quite right, Faz. When Faz went off injured, we was a bit of a sort of like, oh, he's won every single header in our box. But fair play to Donnell. Donnell came on and he won every single header after he came on. So, you know, he did brilliantly. And a, li a little word, Donald loved on that right-hand side, putting two absolutely killer crosses. And some people were moaning, saying, oh, should have shot and what have you. They were fantastic crosses. They were literally a hair's breadth away from being met by a Morecambe player and they cleared him for a corner. Yeah, good uh, defending from Santos, really. For, for the it was, for, part, for the pair of them, because he realised I could leave the man, I'm going to have to try and cut this cross out. And he did it on both occasions. And it was good defending, but they were absolutely belting crosses. And a little word, Danny Crowley, three absolutely exquisite balls in the second half uh, from his place on the right-hand side out to the left-hand side, to Mayer and to Hunter. Absolutely fantastic. Backspin on him. You thought, oh, he's over it, that. And it stopped dead. So that they, And I was like, that lad's got talent. That, that's got a talent. Just to be able to do that. But you're right, Jensen Weir appeared in the second half and made some fantastic runs into the box. And uh, I, I came away happy with the point, but um, all in all, Charlie, it, from a club's point of view, it went off without any bother, which was just as important, wasn't it? For once. Yeah, no, it was good. I just spoke, then we're going to talk about Cambridge in a bit, but it just shows that uh, there really are two or three different divisions within League One. You know, uh, I think Derek set up to play um, what, what man, man, man on man against Bolton and they were going to play through. And they started off with the same thing on Tuesday night when I was there, with the same tactics, but they, 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 they came into a different team. Yeah. And uh, it, we'll come back to that in a second, but it, it just shows how Derek is a, such a very, very good manager. People don't realise 
unless they're watching the games closely, how he swaps things around to suit the game. And sometimes we do start slowly into the first 15, 20 minutes because you don't know what you're going to get. It was the same at Cheltenham. We played Cheltenham. You know, he set up to play in a certain way for them to come on to us. And they just, it was like a, like a stalemate. Yeah. Yeah, they sat back, didn't they? Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, it's really interesting to watch. But no, no, good result. No, no, uh, no problems. And uh, everyone was very, very positive, apart from a few. But you know, it's always going to happen. But I think it's fair, fair result. So um, we went on to moved on to Tuesday night, Joel. Uh, as you said, we tried to do exactly the same thing uh, and play a similar way. Do we get at Bolton? But obviously, they've got uh, a slightly different set of skills up front in. Uh, Ironside, who is an absolute excellent hold-up player and brings players in around him. And and that's what they did particularly well. And also, uh, the, the weak man number 28 on the right-hand side was a thorn in our side all night, taking the ball on, cutting inside. Um, there was about 20, for me, there was about 20 minutes. Uh, I was thinking, we're just not at the races here. It wasn't working. But the unfortunate injury to Max Melbourne, I felt sorry for the lad. We changed shape, as you said. Mayer came on, and all of a sudden we got a bit of a foothold, but a bit of a scabby goal in the end. But you take that, yeah. I mean, you say it's a scabby goal, I think it's a really, really good bit of control from Cole, to be honest. I think that nine times out of ten, like that's like that's god knows where that's going, but he's done really, really well to not blast it over the ball over the bar off his head because it's bouncing, it's spinning, it's going in a horrible kind of velocity for him so fair play to call he's done really well but yeah like you say first 20 minutes they weren't good at all and it was weird I don't know if it's I think I think there's a few factors I think you've already alluded to one of them the fact that if you press Cambridge if you press them high they'll very very happily just bang it up to uh uh to Joe Ironside and you've got Sam Smith buzzing around him he's a good player and also he's, he's a big lad too he can handle himself he can take the ball in so yeah, it, it, it's it's a different prospect, and they were able to kind of get us in that way. I, I agree as well. Bennett on the uh, on that right hand side, I thought he had a really really good game, and it was surprising actually. I think it got mentioned that he was on on loan at Walsall early in the season. Yeah, I didn't see that. He played yeah, well, didn't he? Which seems mental because he, he he's done so he's done so well for Cambridge last night. But uh, in terms of how we played, yeah, it, it just didn't seem to work out. I don't know if there was maybe a bit of a a drop off in, in in intensity from us. I don't know if that was maybe because we were away from home or we were a little bit raggy from the Bolton game because that was a pretty Herculean effort I thought against Bolton. And then to come and try and do it again after a horrible grim Tuesday night coach journey, Tuesday coach journey to uh, Cambridge at the other end of the country. You know that's that's tough. So like you say, uh, first twenty minutes they were all, we, it was a bit it was poor and and again I thought there was just that that element that I think we've seen at times where our passes are just not not quite finding each other in the right way you know they're a little bit behind somebody a little bit in front first yeah. touch is getting caught on defeat but then yeah Mel- Melbourne's come off and it's kind of facilitated a shape change really and we've kind of gone from that that 4-2-3-1-4-3-3 that is I think is ultimately Derek's preference but and then gone to that back three. Gibbo's kind of come in the middle of that back three and he's spread the play quite nicely from there, stepping out. Uh, Adam Mayer's come on at left wing back and he's pushed forward a lot more as he do in that position. And obviously he's a winger by trade, so it's something he is going to do a bit more and he's, and he's got the ability to do. Um, yeah, we've we've created chances. And I thought I thought it, it was it was it was funny really as a game because I I thought in the end, like in the second half, Cambridge made a few changes and then they took back control of the game. And it was disappointing in the end how 
pinned back we were. But despite the fact that for large amounts of the game, I thought Cambridge were probably had more of it. Despite this, I thought in terms of good chances created, we were probably about level. And I think we, when we got on the final third, the quality that we had massively outmatched Cambridge's defence and they looked really, really vulnerable. It was just frustrating that we couldn't quite get enough yeah. control in the game to consistently be in those areas of the pitch a bit more because we looked dangerous and Cambridge looked vulnerable when we were. But yeah, it was a frustrating one really and things just didn't quite seem to stick as much as and be quite as crisp as they had been on Saturday against Bolton, I thought Cambridge ultimately they they get a bit more control in the in, in in throughout the whole game during the second half, and yeah, it's a frustrating one. But and because it does feel like a, it was a good chance to maybe turn around that away record. But to an extent, we have done. We've managed to dig in there. We've defended our box well. Uh, Connor's made a few really good saves. We've dug in and. We've come away the point, which is our first away point in a long time. It's our first away goal in a while. And December the 17th, our last goal. Yeah, and on October 29th, our last away point. So it's been a, <laughs> it's been a very long yeah. time. So, yeah, good to dig in and get the point in the end. And I think ultimately that's a point that's a little bit better for us than it is for Cambridge. Cambridge need to close the gap in terms of us and them. Uh, we need to at least maintain the gap. It would have been nice to be able to pull in some of the teams above us, but we've got a couple of home games coming the next week and I think they're both winnable ones, so hopefully we can really target those for, for a couple of wins. But last, yeah, Cambridge, I didn't think it was our best performance, but we've come away, we've dug in, we've come away with a point, we've shown flashes of quality when it's create danger and yeah, we, we take it and we move on to, to Truesby if it's on on Saturday. There was a there was a, a couple of minutes period just before half-time, Charlie, obviously the equaliser, Jensen Weir, uh, with a horrible, <laughs> horrible effort, which uh, um, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I think look a bit lucky. Cole got in the way. Uh, Joel saying it was a brilliant header. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a difference of opinion. <laughs> and a minute later, we kicked off and went straight down the left hand side. Jensen Weir got to the byline, crossed it, and he's he's uh, Danny Crowley's been a gather, and he's about half an inch off touching it into an empty net. Ash Hunter. What? Ash Hunter, it was. <laughs> Ash Hunter. Sorry, I thought it was Danny Crowley. Strange, strange game for his. Um, it was the game. The game I was there for once. The uh, <laughs> the um, the first of all, um, Cambridge so really nice. This is nice people. Really annoying. They always be us, but they're always really welcoming. The fans were clapping our fans for, for turning up, and stewards are so nice. Really, really nice bunch of people. Really, um, which is annoying because you want to beat them, but they're really nice, and you sort of don't. You feel you feel bad if you win, really, but. Not really, um, but um, you know what happened was visibly they were the, the crowd were on top of it. The drums were going; they were being very, very loud. At Bennett twenty, it was good, but the thing was we were getting the ball and instead of trying to take the ball and run and counterattack quickly. We were getting the ball. We didn't know what to do with it. Gibbo, we love the guys. You all know, my favourite player. But he, 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 he was trying to be like uh, Perlo, but he wasn't Perlo. He was uh, he, he wasn't really working. And then uh, Max Melbourne, if it, was a, if it was a cartoon, that guy started legging it. Max Melbourne's hamstring would have stayed in, the, in, in, in our half and he left his body and his body ran to the, second, the other half. It snapped so loud that you could just see went down and being shot and you knew what happened straight away. Yeah. And he was in absolute agony, poor guy. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he must be out for the season. I don't know that, but it was, it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, but that prompted a change. And then uh, Gibber went back into defence. And uh, Jensen Weir came into that 
front of the front of the back four row and yeah. started running through and it really made a big difference. Then the drums stopped, the singing stopped, all went quiet, he scored. Um someone said he was offside, but it was miles on side. Yeah, it was, yeah. No, there was there was there was a block behind the keeper. Yeah, exactly. Well on side, well on side. But uh then we said so we nearly scored. When we nearly scored, the half time there's no noise, it's silent, silent stadium. Um but then I went over to the um the fans, see the fans with James and uh my drugs ran out. So I couldn't actually move to the uh, other side back to the director's box. So I sat in the stand with the with the seven or eight fans in the cold. It was great, but we were right we were right near Connor's goal. It was a really good place to sit because it shows how organized we are in defense. We'd have yeah. lost that game last year. We'd probably let three or four in. Yeah. You know, we are so organized. Faz Rawson sweeps it up, Colgate's on the post. And if he did get through to Connor, he saved it. He made two amazing saves. And uh, you know, we just we just we really, really organized defensively. So I know we drew one one, was a good point. We've lost there the last two, two, three times we've been there. They always beat us, they always beat us. They always get a penalty, they never got a penalty. We've got to take we've got to take the point. And uh, you know, it's a long way home as well, a long way there uh, for everyone. And um all in all, you've got to be pleased. It just, you know, it just showed me that, you know, we are we are we are a good side and hopefully we can push on. We've got two more points than last year, Joe, at this stage. Yes, two big games. Uh, at the beginning of the game, at the beginning of the Cambridge game, Ramon had been the Oxford game last year. Do you remember when Oxford scored after about a minute? Because they, yeah. they were set up they were set up differently to what we were what we thought they'd be. Mm. And then we had to change it and we went to win. It was a bit like that. Um, but Derek's a very shrewd guy. He just shows how well he can change it. And Adam Mayer is a force to be reckoned with. I just I just want to go back because uh, I mentioned that um the last penalty we had was the uh, Wigan game when we were four 0 down and Dylan Connolly stroked it when it didn't really matter. But that was uh, that was coming but, up. To be fair, we were two 0 down at the point and it gave us the briefest flash of hope. Yeah, it before did. Yeah. They got it a third did. about two minutes later. It, yeah, it will, almost immediately they went up the other end and scored, didn't they? So it was like, oh, okay. So we haven't had a penalty since. Um, I was watching it on iFollow. Every single Cambridge incident they replayed. The Donald Love kick in the head. On the penalty spot, they never showed again, and we were like, all of us shout, "That's a penalty!" He's kicked him in the head. And I didn't Donald, see that. What was that? That was a cross into the box, just at the start of the second half. Yeah, yeah. start of the second half. Yeah, oh, I was stuck him up. I stuck him up the table there. And Donald, Donald, Donald Love, Donald Love got got sort of just beyond, uh, just beyond their man, and he was wrong side, and he was just he, he was going to edit, and the lads, <laughs> the lad stuck his boot up. And he did get the ball, but he kicked Donald in the head after he'd done it. And I was like, well, that's a foul then. He can't do that. And his foot was quite high. His foot was about, it wasn't too high. It was probably about chest height, wasn't it? Because Donald was bending down. Yeah, I mean, Donald wasn't sleeping that much. And and I think it's one of those where you say, if if, if it happens in the halfway line. It's a free kick. And um, And it should have been a penalty. I mean, the one saving grace is he spotted their dive. Yeah. Last season, that he wouldn't did. have been. Yeah, I, I thought the ref was fairly, fairly good. To be fair, yeah, it was. To be fair, and I, I'll, I'll give you that, Joel, because they showed that again on iFollow, and we all burst out laughing because it was pathetic. Wasn't it? Well, their players, their players didn't say anything. Their players, that, were fair enough. Yeah, booked him straight away, which yeah. was good. So, yeah, it's a fair point. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take that, Joel. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the positivity that you give me there because it would have been easy to give them a pen, although he didn't give us one, but he. Uh, it, you know, he got that one right. So I'll take that and we go away with a point. Uh, but obviously, you know, Max disappointed for him because he was starting to show something what he's capable of. But obviously now we've learned, obviously, Michael Mellon, uh, another another uh, 
another low knee that we've sent back broken, which is not great. Uh, Courtney Doofus came on late the other night uh, and looked like a man who hadn't played in 18 months, which he probably bloody hasn't, so you can't blame him. But couple that with Jacob Bedeau, um and obviously um, Arthur being ill and uh, Jake Taylor uh, still not being fit. All of a sudden, we're, we're looking, uh, we're looking, we, we had quite a strong bench two or three weeks ago, but that's not the way anymore, Joel. No, it's a shame. I think, obviously, with, with Max, the, 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 the thing is there, obviously. I think, like you say, he's done well in a few of his starts recently. I thought he was really good against Port Mail and Boxing Day when he came back and yeah. had another little setback. I think it was his other hamstring, I think that was. But then, like, and then come back into the side. I thought he was fantastic against Bolton, dealt really, really, really well with Connor Bradley and start again on Cambridge. And then his hamstring goes again. It's just so unfortunate. I think he's a good option to have in the side. He gives us something. Uh, he's a good option at wing back as well because he can get up and down the pitch. Good option at left back. And also, it's competition with Gibson, but it also allows Gibson to be playing in central midfield. Which yeah. is really handy for us at times because we're we're lacking too many too much depth in in that defensive midfield area. So that's a bit of a blow, obviously. But lo- losing out on him as a player, but what he allows us to do with our squad and what he allows us to do with the, with other players, that's that's frustrating. And it'll be interesting to see how how Derek manages that over the next couple of games, uh, over the next few games, and probably for the rest of the season now. And Jake Taylor again, it's a real shame because he's not really had a chance to really strut his stuff despite the fact that we all know how, how talented a player he is and I think if we, if we look last night I thought I thought Jensen will look, look flagging dead on his feet which doesn't surprise me because he's, he works at incredibly hard every game and you want extra competition, extra cover someone you can reliably put on for the last 30 minutes of a game and know they're going to they're gonna do, do a good job and still contribute attacking wise, which which Taylor would have been able to do, and it's it's frustrating to lose those options and that quality in the squad. But uh, we've just got to keep digging down. I mean, with Bedeau, thankfully we've got good options to cover at centre back. He's a loss, but we've got you know yeah. good options in uh, Sameo and Delaney to cover that. Thankfully, and the Hua hopefully we're back at the weekend because especially with us looking so short in the centre forward department, I know he's better on the wing. I know he is a winger, but he is somebody who can do a job up front, be a bit physical, take the ball in quite nicely and hold it up a little bit and bring others into play. So, yeah, hopefully he's back for Saturday because he'll be a bonus to have back in the squad. And uh, just reading the, what the club put out today and the the possibility of signing a, a, a striker who's a non-contract player. Uh, and uh, me and me and self and Joel were discussing this before we uh, we started recording, and the list isn't exactly exhaustive, Joel, is it? No, not particularly. I think obviously one of the first names that springs up is Nathan D'Alfonso, who was at Accrington earlier this season. Uh, credit to Morecambe Seafeed actually for for coming up with this list. There's a couple of players who have maybe been a bit injury prone. Joe Dodu, who got let go by Burton. Uh, Tom Elliott was with. Uh, Derek at Bradford last season, but not played this season. So, yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Are you suggesting that you're the striker who can solve our problem there? Then Charles? I'm available. I'm not under contract. That's all I can say. <laughs> I I thought I'd accidentally given away a signing for a second there. No, no, no. He was he was just he didn't want to talk about it, but all of a sudden now he does. <laughs> um, so, 
So we'll see what happens with that one. That's obviously going to develop over time. Um, the, well, Nelson- the fact is, Freeze, right, that we, we are in a situation, I spoke to Cambridge, Cambridge chairman, right, and he said, we back um, Bonner 100%. He's in a club with a low budget, so lots to contend with, the, the, all, this, all the teams are really, really strong. You shouldn't be expecting too much. This is a bloody good job. And that is the same for Derek Adams, right? Yeah, yeah. Damn right. The same for Derek Adams. He, 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 he says it's the hardest year in football. I'm not surprised. It's been really, really difficult for everyone in the club. For yeah. Supporters, workers, players, directors, everyone. It's been, it's been a really, really, really tough year. If we stay up, it'll be the best thing, best, best, best achievement in Derek's football career. And definitely more. Welcome's history to get to what we've been going through. So we've got to stick together. All these injuries, it's a shame, but we haven't got any money to uh, <laughs> to, uh, to buy any more. You know, there's some money left in the budget to get some to get a free a free agent, like they're saying. But yeah. if that happens, it's great. But we stick together, and uh, if, if we have if we have to play me up front, I will score a hat trick. But um, you know, we've got to we've got to we've got to back each other. I'd back you if it was uh, if it if it wasn't football nets, but a basketball hoop. I'd back you, Charlie. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> so looking at it, let's 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 move on now and let's talk about. Uh, I believe that says it's the Parkinson's Cup, there, Charles. What's that all about? Talk us well, through. First of all, yeah, I know you play walking forward, don't you, David? Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, so um, we need to get we need to get a Morecambe Parkinson's football team going, right? As you know, I run a, I run a charity, charitable company called Sport Parkinson's, and the motto is keep healthy and strong till the cure comes along. And what that means is there's no cure Parkinson's at the moment. There's, there's, there's treatments in the, in the clinical trial stage at the moment, um, which is really exciting, but it's nothing that's concrete yet. So until then, people need to exercise. And walking football is really good for exercise when you get a bit older, as yeah. you know, David. I mean, I, I still play. I, I still play hey, I'm sixty football. now. I'm sixty. Yeah, so yeah, but, um, walking football is not 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 my favourite form of football. Still played on Tuesday night. Broke a rib at school. Seven goals in normal football, but don't talk about that either. But um, with um, with uh, walking football, it's a really really great sport for people with Parkinson's. And I started, as you know, with eleven players with Jim Bentley and Kevin Ellison and Barry Roach. A training session about four years ago. How, how I got involved with the club, and. Um, we now on check out on Twitter at Sport Parkinson's or Facebook. I know there's, and there's a number of people with there's a, there's a guy there actually with Daryl Rothwell's friend who I spoke to on the phone who, who was who joined a club in Stockport. We've now got 24 teams across the UK, ranged from Celtic, Everton, um, Southampton, um, uh, Bromsgrove, there's, there's loads, 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 Northern Lights, what, what, what fighting for fighting for football at Watford, and uh. They're all really serious walking football teams, and uh, they they play two three times a week. They play national competitions. There's an England Parkinson's football team, and um, which would definitely be in, but having the time to do it, I'm a professional golfer. But um, uh, it's um, it's uh, it's it's going really really well. We played St George's Park last year. We had a hundred people. This year we had 180 people playing, and um, uh, all the all the really really good teams are playing. Plus my team, Parkinsaurus FC. We, 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 there's four of us played together last year with four new recruits, two two girls, one girl called Monica, who has never played walking football before, one girl called Tanya, turned out she was a Portuguese international when she was younger, didn't know that we got there, <laughs> which is great. And then we had a couple of new recruits. Ringers, he's, he's, he's signing ringers, Joel. <laughs> but then we had, um, but then we played Derek Ball, right? <laughs> I, I said to Boy, we've got no guests, so I'm going to be the guest today. 
and we had we had no good, we had no uh, we, had, we had no expectations really, but we knew we had a good team um, ability wise. We just never played together. So we lost the first game one 0 lost the second game two 0 won the third game one 0 with a penalty that I scored. June nil the fourth game. June nil the fifth game. So we got into the quarterfinals and we scored no goals from open play. <laughs> this, is, this is this is a national competition, and uh, so we, we scabbed through to the quarterfinals. Playing the best team in the tournament, obviously we were we were we were fourth in the play first in the other group. Yeah, um, we were one one. I scored the sudden death penalty to to win the, to win the match. Um, so you, you weren't you weren't you weren't keen on open play, you lot, were you? <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. That was one one. We did we did score, we did score an open play goal. Then the semi final, I scored a goal for one nil, and then in the in the uh, in the um, final, it was nil nil, three penalties each. They missed their first two. We scored our first one. I had the chance to win. We really saved it, but I couldn't really. I, I arranged it all, so I couldn't really win my own tournament. But it looked a bit rubbish anyway. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's playing that. He missed it on purpose, Carl. My friend, yeah, my yeah. friend Chris buried the third penalty. We won, we won the trophy. So, I, I, so another thing to go to the Morecambe Football Club cabinet. It's not a award for pies. Keel Park is cut. It's absolutely massive trophy. You can watch it on YouTube. Absolutely delighted. But Parkinson supports the winner there. You know. So from 11 people to so about four or 500 people playing Parkinson's football. So if any fans are watching who've given up football and haven't got Parkinson's, you don't Parkinson's to play, get involved with David's Walking Football uh, Initiative. And uh, if you've got Parkinson's, it'd be great to get some people involved because you yeah. know, well, it's, so, it's so slow moving, people with Parkinson's can really keep up. When, uh, we, when we started, when Morecambe Community started the Walking Football, um, and we, we uh, the, the we currently play at Regent's Park, twelve to one on a Friday, and uh, I know um, I know a bloke who, who played years ago, and he turned up, uh, and I know you know him, and because it, and it, he's got Parkinson's, and that's Mick Hill, uh, yeah, yeah. he plays for Northern Lights, I believe. Yeah, Northern it? Lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Northern Lights, uh, Northern Lights are actually run by uh, two ex two ex Marine players, Keith yeah, Johnson, yeah. yeah. And mm. uh, so, and and uh, we played we played them in a friendly through Mick, uh, and uh, they were really really good set of lads. They came up. We we did a bit of a, a competition with them. We played. We had a bit of a round robin competition with them. Not last summer, the summer before, and they were a good set of lads. And I recognised Keith Johnson from Marine because he was big and horrible, and I hated him. And I told him this, and he started laughing, and he said, "Do you remember who played alongside me?" I said, "Yeah, Peter Smith." I really effing hated him. And he got out of a car and went, I like meat. And I was like, oh, my God. So we were having a good old laugh about happy days at Christie Park and our Marine had never beaten us there. But Mick, Mick actually now devotes his time to the Parkinson's team rather than coming to play walking football. But mm -hmm. uh, honestly, you, you would never know because he, he's, he's he's a good footballer and a good bloke. So we uh, don't know. The, 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 the first team's warm-up tops on a Saturday is sport Parkinson's walks on the front. Yeah. So if anyone you know have Parkinson's, that's what we do. We get people playing sport again. People who are the people like me who've always played sport want to keep playing. People who have given up and don't think they can play anymore. And it turns out they can. That's the most heartwarming one when people actually yeah, yeah. golf or football or walking football or walking rugby or cycling or whatever. Um, you know, it's really great to see them. And then people who've never played before. So there's guys that you play my golf tournament at the Belfry where he never played golf with this Welsh guy. Just wanted to play in the team, so he took up golf and got 24 handicap after three months. And started playing golf. People who've given up, you know, all these different people who've you know, I had two Welsh, two guys who played for Northern Lights who 
literally suicidal before I, I, I got them playing football again. It saved their lives. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. They were literally that, that depressed about the whole thing, um, which it can be. And uh, it's just an amazing, amazing thing to see. So if anyone, everyone knows someone with Parkinson's, I find. So you try and get them active, get them, get them to get in contact with us. And uh, you don't you don't need to be any good. It's just it's the whole the whole camaraderie of yeah. Because with Parkinson's, you get twenty minutes a year with a, with a doctor. Twenty yeah. minutes a year, right? Yeah. So you don't, so you don't you, all the little all the little. Um, it's a support when, network. When, yeah. When to have you? When to have your meds? When to when to what to do? What to what what to do? What not to do? How to live? How not to live? What to you know? Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Um, is really really useful. So I'm uh, sorry to hijack the podcast on that point. But, uh, no, no, yeah, you haven't hijacked it because you're our guest. So I'm going to say now. I like to comment about I could play for uh, England Parkinson team, but I haven't got time because I want to be a professional golfer. Come on, talk us through that. Oh, sorry, I hate talking about myself, but I must. Talk about <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got the European Disabled Rider Cup team. Um, next, next, next summer in in um, in um, in um, Michigan. Bloody hell! Yeah, so um, I'm surprised you. I, I, do, do you ever see the wife and kids? Only on only on the Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah. So I've, I've been playing lots. Of, I've been trying to get really good at golf for a number of years. I've actually played. I'm actually a lot better than I was before I had Parkinson's. Randomly, uh, most of us don't care about it anymore. Just just, just JFHI is my mantra. Um, and uh, I, you know, you just got to. Try and get try and get on with things, but I, I found that there was a a a, a, um, a disabled rider cup called Cairns Cup, um, and uh, uh, I went to try out, and uh, it was it was it was a golf course for the Shire in North London uh, earlier in the, uh, last year. And, uh, went to try out, played some American guy. He was, was an amazing guy. He had cerebral palsy. He had what he had a withered arm, and his. his Right arm was with him, his left arm was full swing. He held the club with his left hand, put his hand in, in, into position with his right hand, swung the club, played off nine handicap. He actually won every match in, in the tournament. Um, the captain of the team is, is is the guy, the policeman who got attacked on Westminster Bridge and was was paralysed. All right, yeah. It's, it's not it's not Park it's not Parkinson's tournament. It's a it's exactly. a disability tournament. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I beat the guy nine, nine and eight. So I don't know if you know what that means, but I was nine holes up after, yeah. after, after ten holes, and uh, and uh, they said they 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 they, they it's getting announced formally quite soon. But I, 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 the, 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 the 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 indicators are I've made the team. So uh, so, but you 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 still play off nine then? Yeah, I'm trying to get trying to get lower. Um, but uh, it's uh, there's the, 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 the Open, British Opens at Woburn. There's lots of the tournaments through the Edgar 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 um, Initiative, the European Disabled Golf Association. So um, it's uh, it's really exciting times. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Charlie. All right, enjoyed that. <laughs> well, go, I'll go back to the football now. We've got two interesting fixtures coming up. Although there could be some doubt about the Shrewsbury one, possibly because of the weather, Joel. Because obviously they've had a bit of snow in Salop. Yeah, it's uh, it's rancid at the moment. It's horrible. Rain, wind, cold. Meant to be minus six overnight on uh. It cancelled last year when we got to. It was yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully they'll cancel it a little bit earlier. I mean, it laid quite a good day because it was the day that uh, the the bus got diverted to uh, uh, when did it got diverted to Chester, Chester. wasn't it? Yeah, and they had a good day there. And I was stuck in a. I just ended up going to a pub in Shrewsbury called the Nice Head, which was fantastic. It was a great pub. I loved it. Um, 
So you can still make a good day out of it if it gets cancelled. But uh, yeah, it looks like it might be off. And I don't know if that might be a, might be a bit of a helping hand. I thought we looked a bit tired at the end of uh, Cambridge. So maybe, but then we don't want Vicks to pile up later in the season. Going down to, Tees- uh, to Shrewsbury late on in the season on a Tuesday night is something that we've uh, I've got bad memories of, obviously, from, <laughs> from last season. Uh, and... Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if it if it if it's still on. Uh, they're they're a good side, Shrewsbury. They've done really 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 well this season. They're they're, yeah. they're not going to make the playoffs. Let's be honest, but to be where they are and competing with the teams that they've competed, they're competing around that area of the table. With, they've done, they've been really impressive. Yeah. They've had a uh, one, two, three, four, six game winning run uh, at the start of this year. So fair play to them. They've done really well. They've dropped off a little bit in form, but definitely been a, a tough challenge but uh, hopefully one yeah, that we'd be able to rise to. The only thing you can hope is that if, we, if it does get called off on, on Saturday, which it may may well have been by the time you're listening to this, but uh, hopefully we play them sort of like last week in April when they're uh, they're, they're, uh, they're on jet2.com the night before booking holidays. <laughs> yes, yes, although we say that, but that didn't, that didn't help last season, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't, no. <laughs> No, but th- that was one where he's like, oh, we stand half a chance tonight, but we've got Charlton next week, so we've got to win this one. And yeah, we, we had a two-week break and came back and beat Blooming Charlton at Charlton. So it's a strange one, which moves us nicely. We segue nicely into Charlton at home next Tuesday, which uh, Charlton have been a bit of an enigma this season. They were definitely less than the sum of their parts, Joel. Yeah, well, I was actually on a podcast last night with a Charlton fan and, and the overriding sense is frustration at the, the ownership there and I think things have felt a bit disjointed and you can see why they've, they've gone through loads of different managers uh different different kinds of managers you know you know you kind of experienced pragmatist in Nigel Adkins and then to yeah. the youth academy guy with the young up-and-coming guy with Jackson and and then the uh the kind of uh Ben Garner for playing nice attractive football uh, at Swindon, it's it's just all a bit jumbled and like you know you got people like Sam Lavelle who've gone there under Nigel Adkins, signed to play a certain way of football, which is I assume more pragmatic, direct, having defend the box a bit more. And then come this season, he's cut, he's playing under a manager who's demanding a lot more in terms of playing out from the back. So it's it's a bit of a mess there. And despite the having some good players, uh, Ratsaki in midfield is a fantastic player. Uh, George Dobson, base midfield, another really, really good player. Uh, obviously, Corey Blackett-Taylor. Or oh, um, even if Love is in fantastic form, I think we might have to just uh, might have to play Cooney for that, just to uh, freak Blackett-Taylor <laughs> out a little bit from the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, they've, they've been, uh, yeah, they've not been the best recently this season. They're not not in amazing form, and they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to be anywhere near the playoffs. So, you know, I think it's one where hopefully they are kind of a bit just taking their eye off the ball a bit and it's at home. I was chatting on this podcast again last night as well and it was getting saying, you know, regardless of our opponent, I fancy us at home to the point where we've got Plymouth next month and I think, yeah, yeah we might do we might do something there. Yeah, um, the thing is that we, 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 we've proved we can get something Oh, yeah. not necessarily a win, but we've been we've been hard to beat, haven't we? The, the only top side that I've seen really steamroller us at home have been uh, 
Yes, Wednesday. And even then it took them till the 70th minute 70th to wear minute. us down. Yeah. And the set piece where we minutes, switched yeah. off a little bit. I think it was actually Cole coming off and not being the near post defender that helped with that goal. But yeah, yeah and you know, we it switched, we deserved the draw, we gave them loads of trouble. Derby gave them loads of trouble. I know Connor saved a couple of pens, but we still gave them lots of trouble. Uh, you know, Barnsley we've beaten, Bolton we more than matched. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've got a good track record at home. So when Plymouth do come next month, which we'll obviously talk about more in a month's time, I, I, I back us to pull something out of the bag. And against Charlton, who was struggling at the moment, you know, again, I I, I think it's a it's, it's a fixture that we can realistically say there's a good chance of getting three points here and hopefully we can pull that off. It reminds me of the uh, Burton-Oxford situation last year. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. You might be uh, right, but I mean, I, 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 and strangely, we've got Oxford coming up at home as well, and they're yeah, in a, yeah. they, they've they've had a completely different season to what they were expecting, and obviously they are. They are. They're, we we're going to go on to Oxford. Are we staying on charter tonight? No, no, I'll stay on. To, we'll, we'll stay. We'll go on. To, uh, just have a, a little quick chat about yeah. Oxford because it was worth mentioning. Yeah, but have you seen their? Have you seen their recent results? Yes. Shocking. In the last ten games, they've won. In the last nine games, they've won, lost, won, drawn one against MK Dons, lost eight. Yeah. Been... They've lost, they lost, they lost to Cambridge, lost to Bristol Rovers, lost to Lincoln, lost to MK Dons, lost to Swansea, lost to Burton, lost to Richmond. So not, it's not that they've been playing. They just really need to lose to Morecambe to uh, complete the set. Yeah, and annoyingly <laughs> the. The potential. We just sorry, 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 Charles. No. We, 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 the, the, the time is now, right? Yeah. I don't, I'm not. I, 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 I hate games being called off. It might not be a bad thing. No, you're right. On Saturday. Let's recoup. Let's recoup for a week. Get our energy back. Go again on Tuesday. And not have to go to Shrewsbury on Saturday. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. It wouldn't be the end of the world at all. The one annoying little curveball that. Uh, Oxford look like they might be thrown at us is that they're appointing Grant McCann. It sounds like they're going to appoint Grant, Grant McCann, yeah. who I think is probably quite a good appointment, at least in the short term. To Yeah, uh, I, I agree. There is ability in that squad. So we'll and, see how it works out. And Grant McCann is very much, uh, he likes him to play football, but he's a pragmatist. He'll, yeah. he'll look at the players he's got and he'll play a way that suits them. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still reeling from the fact that they sent Matty Taylor on loan to Port Vale in the... Uh, yeah. January is it's mental some of the no, decisions no. and what's going on but uh, yeah it, hopefully they don't get that too much of a, a new manager bounce and like like we said you know back our home form against anybody so let's see yeah so, did you do any analysis on the on the on the, on the running for any for the, the team shit I've had a little bit of a look I couldn't I couldn't pull it all off the top of my head in terms of next week have a look have a look at all next week have a, have yeah. a, have a, have a, have a running special next week yeah, we're going to have a look at that. I think an ulcer as well. I've, I've looked at ours a bit more and I, I've kind of felt... It's interesting. Our last five games, it could well be against teams who are on the beach. Well, yeah. I think Wickham might be in with a chance. Depends how they deal with this whole Ainsworth situation over the next few weeks. But in the last five games, Portsmouth, uh, Wickham... Oh, blimey. Lincoln, Exeter. Exeter, yeah. So, if you think back to last year, what diabolical fixture list running we had. But two points more. We've got six home, six away, five home. Uh, the home form has been a lot better than last year, anyway. And and, uh, and we, you know, we played played eight in the top nine the last eight games of the season. Yeah, yeah, and we still survived. 
Yeah, that's the positive. <laughs> yeah, so we've got we've got Shrewsbury, Morgan, Morgan, MK Dons, Barnsley, Barnsley away, Plymouth at home, Portsmouth away, Wickham at home, Charlton away, Lincoln at home, Exeter away. So I don't want to talk about MK Dons; they're our bogey side. Yeah, I, I was saying that the other day. Yeah. It, it, MK Dons can put eleven dustbins out and beat us one 0 yeah, that's the worst morning I've ever been to in my life. The Carabao Cup one this year. Oh yeah, in front of how many was there? It was awful. There was about twelve people in the entire twenty thousand yeah, stadium. We yeah. no 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 one wanted to be there. No. No, probably not. And summed up by a bit of Brazilian football when and was cheering our passes like way way way. You know, three passes and Gibbo just passed it out. Just passed it out across the pitch. Yeah, that that sort of sums the game up beautifully. Then, yeah, I think I mean, the, the, the one fixture that jumps out is like, oh my god! Apart, so looking aside from our MK Don's bogey, which is annoying, but they've got a crap home record, so maybe, maybe but we've got a crap away. I record. know, yeah. God, what's going to happen? There's going to be a paradox, isn't there? But uh, but uh, Barnsley away is the only one that makes me think, oh my god, that's going to be really horrible. But really strangely, it's it's the one I looked at the fixtures and thought. Do you know, I quite like going to Barnsley. <laughs> I've been a couple of times to Barnsley and they're always really friendly and really nice. I'm my stag doing Barnsley. You are? There we go. I'm stag doing Barnsley. And yeah, he said they're all right. I like Barnsley. I do, I like him. Uh, they're always that friendly. Most, are all right. James, James picked up, it's got the most pubs per per capita anywhere in the, in the UK, so that's where we went there. All right, yeah, because you don't have to walk far between them. I like his logic. And yeah. then 24-hour 24 hour, 24 hour grids. I mean... Now that's handle. that's something to behold, isn't it? That there, there's nothing more you that's can do. Fantastic cheese, cheese lava pasty at four a.m. What more could you want? I, I, I also, com- compare that to like if you ever if you've ever done the Otley Run in Leeds, it's great fun. But one of the really annoying things about that is is about a mile oh, between, between each two pub. pubs, yeah. and it's yeah. just like oh, you know you want them all near each other. So they are. Barnsley's yeah. the place. <laughs> Rather be in Barnsley than Leeds, eh? Yeah, there's a song there somewhere. Um, so, have you got anything from the boardroom, Charlie? Anything happening? The longer it goes on with the EFL, the more suspicious I become, but that's just me. I'm going for it. I'm going. It's still going on today. We've got a board meeting today about it. We're, all, we're, we're trying to just get the EFL to... Uh, there's still some paperwork needs to be completed and stuff, but uh, yeah. we're the EFL. That's, 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 not, that's not me um, propagating or, 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 or trying to smooth over it. It's literally in the hands of the EFL. Um, as of as of, as of this week, and hopefully make a quick decision. Anything else? No, just hope that uh, the charter and the people learned how, learned how to eat pies. They they they, 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 took, they didn't like the pies last year, so uh, hopefully they come on Tuesday. I'll try again. <laughs> and, and I meant to look, and I didn't, and I'm, it's remiss of me, but. There, there is a there's a game a, a ladies game coming up Morecambe women's football coming up at the Mazuma soon isn't there and I didn't look it up. I'll get I'll get tweet it out with the, uh, with the with the podcast information. Yeah, because I think I think that would be a, a good thing to do because I I know we'd set it up that we'd like to see more people there than Lancaster City get at home just as a bit of a just as a bit of a uh, show saying encouragement to Shrimps yeah. fans to go down and support the women. Yeah, it's been uh, the brilliant podcast, by the way, with the with the with Morecambe, uh, Morecambe women the other day. It's really, really, 
Lightning and uh, doing really well, aren't they? Really, really good season. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, they lost one nil last week, apparently, uh, uh, to a, a very, very late goal, and it was very disappointing. But they played really well. Should have won, apparently. Missed loads of chances. So I do keep up with it. But I meant to look when they were playing. So Rebecca came on, and uh, and Nick came on, and they were brilliant. So mm. uh, fingers crossed. Uh, have a look. Have a look on the fixture list and see when it is. And it's a Sunday coming up pretty soon, I think. So there you go. And if we're from the pr- trust, Joel. Yeah, uh, obviously, just another reminder for the the race night, which was uh, after the Portsmouth game on Good Friday. Not Portsmouth game; that was last year's Good Friday. Yeah, the Plymouth. Plymouth game. Plymouth. With a P. It's easy to confuse them all. <laughs> Plymouth, Portsmouth, Peterborough. God, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's obviously after the Plymouth uh, Plymouth game on Good Friday. So, do if you're interested in that, obviously check out our Facebook because we've got an event up for that now with a few more details. So, uh, please come along if you you fancy. It. And also. Uh, you can sponsor a race. You can you can call the race what you want. Exactly. You can give it whatever rude name. You, whatever rude race? Name. you can yeah. You can give it whatever rude name you're also planning you to could, give. You could call it the Charlie Professional Golfers uh, Handicap. Or you could call it whatever you're gonna whatever rude name you're gonna try and call the giant. Charlie well, wants to lower. <laughs> <laughs> how much is how much is sponsoring a race? Oh, I'd have to check. I think it might be it might be twenty five pounds. Twenty five quid is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm not eight. too sure. I'd seven or eight, usually. Seven, seven or eight. Yeah, it's been seven or eight, usually, I think it is. But, uh, yeah, yeah just, just one more point as well. Uh, big thank you to uh, Charlie uh, from every from everybody he bought refreshments for at Cambridge very kindly. I think, obviously, got mentioned at half-time. They went over to say hello to the fans, and Paul Carter has just asked me to pass on uh, some thanks for the refreshments that you, uh, There's you bought. There's many phrases we could do, and, uh, you know, that, then we sat within the second half, and the... the uh, the sound and had a good, really good night. Really good to see everyone. Oh well, I I, I shall look forward to you buying me a pie at Barnsley. I said I, I wouldn't do a Fleetwood. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> going to say yeah, yeah. So I was going to say Forest, dinner Forest Green in Cambridge. Yeah, those are those are probably your two best pits. And uh, Plymouth, Plymouth before Christmas. Yeah, that'll do. So <laughs> nightmare. Right. Well, uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, Get well soon to Max. I uh, hope everything's all right with his family. It's a shame he missed this one. But, Charlie, brilliant to have you on, as always. And uh, just give us a quick flash in the trophy just before you go. Look at that. He can hardly lift it. <laughs> Parkinson's Cup winner, 2023. Yeah. Hey. Uh, Joel, thank you, as always. Uh, I know you're a busy man with all these, uh, you know, um, your your radio appearances now on Radio Lanks and uh, and your media burgeoning media career. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, this has been Shrimp Debt number twenty nine. Uh, how did we get this far this quickly? Uh, thank you for listening, stroke watching. Join us next week when we hope to have uh, another uh, studious guest as good as Charlie uh, and hopefully a player as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the terraces. <laughs>